Welcome to the Steve Stein Guitar Podcast, brought to you by GuitarZoom.com. If you want to improve your guitar playing, keep listening. If you want to improve even faster, go to GuitarZoom.com, where you'll find all of Steve's premium courses, masterclasses, and memberships that'll help you quickly and easily improve your playing. Now, here's your host, Steve Stein. Hey, Steve Stein here. Uh, what I'd like to talk to you about now is the importance of exploring your fretboard for the sake of creativity. Like we spend so much time, you know, practicing along with a metronome and a jam track and all these kind of things. And, and again, don't get me wrong, we need to do all of these things. But sometimes what we need to do is we just need to kind of sit and listen to the way a scale and the notes that are coming from that scale are sort of interacting with the chord that's being played. So what I like to do is sometimes what I'll do is I'll, I'll shut off my metronome and all that sort of thing and I'll just play a static chord, just the sound of a chord. Um, for instance, my example in this is going to be a C major chord. So we just take a plain old C major chord. And, uh, and then what I do is I just explore the sounds of various scales over the top of it. Now, right now, what we're going to be doing is we're just going to be talking about the C major scale. Okay. Now, if you know the C major scale, again, you might know it in different positions on the fretboard. Uh, but let's just talk about that real quick. So what we're dealing with here are the notes C, D, E, F, G, A, B, and C. Now I could just take those notes and just explore how they sound over this static chord. Okay. Um, so what I'm going to do is I'm going to start the, the little sound here for you. Um, I'm using a, a program called Chord Pulse, C-H-O-R-D-P-U-L-S-E. Uh, you know, some people like to use foot pedals, different things like that. I'm just using this software. So uh, this is what it sounds like. That's it. So then what I do is I take my scale. I start exploring just playing through it, but here's the next level that I really want you to start thinking about are the intervals that you're actually playing. Okay. So for instance, we know that this C major chord is comprised of a C and an E and a G, the root, the third and the fifth, which are great. Those are, are very important notes for us to play. They're very important notes for us to emphasize, no doubt about it. Um, I really love emphasizing the third of a chord. I think it sounds really nice. Um, but you can emphasize any of those and it's going to sound, sound great. But let's think a little bit more about the non-chord tones that are being played. For instance, the second, which we can call the ninth, okay? The fourth, which is often referred to as the eleventh, uh, and then the sixth, which would be the 13th. So that's our root, third, fifth. Well, then we have two, four, and six, which again would be nine and Some people refer to those at. Now, the two, the four, and the six, you have to be a little bit more careful with on how you're using them and how you're selling them, okay? Because the, the beautiful thing about a two and a four and a six uh, is that they create a bit of anticipation because you're restraining yourself from resolving, 
okay? Now, again, there's a million ways that you can do this, but it's just, it's nice for you to start thinking a little bit outside the box of just playing a scale and just moving around inside the scale, if you're doing that. So if I play this track, and emphasize the root, the third, and the fifth, it's a fairly predictable sound. Um, and then I can use the two, the four, and the six. We're gonna get to the seven in just a second. The two, the four, and the six, I can use those as sort of passing tones. To get me to the one, three, and five, okay? So let me show you that just a little bit. But what we could do is maybe start trying to create some sort of melody that emphasizes a bit more of the two or the four or the six or again, nine, 11, 13, whatever you want to call it. Um, but let's also talk about the seven, the major seven, which is really, really important uh, because that's a wonderful sound that this, this scale generates. So if I play one, two, three, four, five, six, seven. Now that seven loves to lead to the, the root again. Like that. Okay. So it loves to resolve back to the root, okay? But let's, let's, let me show you this. I'm gonna emphasize the seven, but instead of just resolving it, I'm gonna stay on that major seven tonality, and you can kinda hear the tension that it creates. Okay, so right there you can see I resolved to the fifth, okay? Instead of always feeling obligated to resolve back to the root, I don't have to do that. I could just resolve to the fifth and I would be okay. And I've got the six sitting over here. So what I'm gonna do now is I'm just gonna explore these tonalities a little bit, not always uh, just assuming that I wanna go to the root, the third, or the fifth, but kind of deal with the two, four, six, and most certainly that seven tonality as well. Now again, I'm just playing in C major. I'm just using C, D, E, F, G, A, and B, okay? And if you know those in other spots on the guitar, which we'll explore in just a minute, uh, that's fine too. But th the trick is, is in your mind, being able to separate the difference between what I refer to as meandering, which is a very important thing to learn how to do, and construction. Like right now, the, the trick is, is what you're really trying to do is you're trying to hear these different pitches against the sound of the chord that's being played. Instead of just playing for the sake of playing, and again, don't get me wrong, we all do it. What we're trying to do is figure out how these sounds are actually interacting with the chord and how we could use that to create melodies or whatever it is that we would like to do. So let me play the track again. Okay, 
So there's something super cool about just exploring the fretboard and the sounds that it makes over a chord. If you're enjoying this episode and you'd like to support the podcast, go to guitarzoom.com and consider becoming a premium member. There are three memberships to choose from. VIP, which gives you instant access to a library of short but powerful courses as well as new bite-sized lessons each month. There's also Play Songs that gives you step-by-step lessons so you can learn to play your favorite songs fast. And finally, there's Masterclass, university-level training on everything from soloing to music theory, from blues to home recording. For more info about these memberships and all the premium courses available to you, go to guitarzoom.com. Now back to the podcast. Now again, what I like about static chords like what I'm playing for you right now is it's not forcing me into a tempo and a groove and a time signature and all this sort of thing. I can just explore on a couple of different levels here. I can explore the fretboard and my knowledge of my fretboard with the scale that I've chosen to uh, to explore. And I can just explore the, the tonal qualities and the colors that these notes make against the chord that's being played. Okay. Now, again, it's easy for us to fall into this theory trap where we start thinking, well, if a C major chord is being played and I emphasize the two, aren't we creating a, a C add nine chord? And all of these things are happening, no doubt about it. But as a musician, you're not you're not constantly trying to redefine every time you move your fingers across the fretboard what's happening. You're trying to create music, right? So if you create a melody, like again, I'm just gonna try and figure out something I'd like to do here. So I'm gonna start this track. can just kind of make something up and then kind of figure out what I'd like to do with it from there. Okay. Now that leads to a whole nother topic of conversation for right now. The trick for you is to do exactly what I'm doing here uh, in one of two ways. Number one, you're using this static sound. Okay. Um, to explore the fretboard, which I'm going to show you in just a second. That's that's one thing. And the other thing is, is, is the tonality, the, the, the chord qualities and how they're interacting with the chords that are being played. Now, when I look at my fretboard, I try not to lock myself into a position because there's so many really awesome things that you can see on this fretboard um, by just exploring things, you know, not just thinking... <laughs> Like that's position one and then position two, blah, blah, blah. And those are true. There's no doubt about it. Those, those exist on the fretboard. But the more I can see the kind of the, the bigger picture, the completeness of the fretboard, the more freedom it gives me to explore movements, uh, both vertically and horizontally across the fretboard. And the more I start thinking about the notes that I'm playing, whether I'm thinking of them in terms of um, note names or I'm thinking of them, of them in terms of intervals, 
uh, that's entirely up to me, whatever's going to work for me as I'm playing. So let me kind of show you what I mean. I'm just going to sort sort of move across the fretboard right now, okay? Just no rhyme or reason. I'm just going to kind of have some fun here and while I'm playing, kind of explore some different ideas uh, with the tonalities and such. <laughs> So the big thing here is as I'm doing this, I'm playing various different patterns and things, different shapes that I've explored, but I'm really concentrating on the notes that I'm trying to emphasize at the end of a phrase, okay? Which is a really, really neat thing to kind of explore. So right now we've got number one, which really number one is just exploring the scale in a small frame and the sounds that the notes are, are making against the, uh, the, the chord that's being played. The root, the third, and the fifth are giving you, um, uh, you know, a, an easy rested feeling. The two, four, and six, and the seven are giving you more tension uh, that you can play on in your, in your soloing to resolve back to a root, third, or fifth, or possibly you don't resolve at all. You just leave it with that tension. That's entirely up to you. The second thing that you can do is just just kind of explore the fretboard um, over this chord. So again, I'm not locked into a tempo, so I can just kind of have some fun. sounds have some fun with this okay so what I'd like you to do for now is look at these two things and see how this might change up uh, your perception of the fretboard and I really 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 want you to think about how the most crucial part of this is is don't just keep defaulting to meandering really try and start figuring out something that you can do with making some sort of musical connection with the chord that's being played okay really start assessing for instance, you know, where your root, your third, and your fifth are, or where your two, four, and six are. And what you want to do with that information. To make something that you like, whatever it might be, okay? Now, you'll notice, too, that I'm playing a bit in this direction, which is vertical, and I love to play in this direction, which is horizontal. I love to just explore different sounds. If I know where my C is, that's my most predictable note, but maybe I'll go to it with a bend. There's my root, my third, and my fourth. 
notice how I like to play the stuff around it. That leaves me in the Lydian, of course. Which is another topic of conversation. And you'll kind of see how, how my ear tends to lend me to this bit of Lydian sound, okay, by adding that F sharp in there. Um, so again, if you don't know what Lydian is, don't worry about that. That's a, that'll be another conversation. But as I'm playing and I'm not locked into a particular chord progression at this point or a particular key, I can just explore and have some fun with these sounds that are being created. So I'm telling you, you could have some fun with this and really take advantage of the fact that um, you could learn more about your fretboard, more about the notes that are being played and how they interact with those chords by just slowing down a little bit and taking the time. So, you know, I always try and tell students, you know, yes, you want time every day to focus on technique and theory, you know, and all these sorts of things. But this sort of thing, you know, improvisation is really important. And this is an element of improvisation, but it's also kind of a crossover into songwriting into theory because you're leaving the realm of just moving around the fretboard and you're trying to learn how to make some sort of musical connection and this is where you find that certain artists really good guitar players are really excel at this because they really have a strong connection to how they're playing is interacting with the chord that's being being played underneath them so we're thinking about it a little bit see what you can do with this and let us know if you have any questions Next time on the Steve Stein Guitar Podcast. Um, but basically, if you understand, first of all, let me explain the concept of modes to you as, as easy as I can. The term mode really just means degree, right? The mode, if you're in a certain mode of your life, um, you're in a certain place in your life, okay? So modes tend to, to get blown out of proportion of what, what it actually means. Now, it's usage, again, usage... <laughs> on the guitar goes on forever, okay? But but let's just understand, if we were in the key of C major, what that tells us is we've got seven different notes, we've got seven different chords, okay? And we also learned that we can take the C major scale and by emphasizing the sixth chord, which is a minor chord, it gives us what we call the relative minor. So if we're in the key of C major, and, and please also remember too, if I play this, do I have to go down here to play A minor? Do I have to go anywhere else to play A minor? And the answer is no. I could stay here. Right? So the, the one thing that I try and get people to understand is understand the concept and stop trying to think of everything in terms of, well, this position is A minor, but this position is C major. If you're in C major, you're in A minor. You just are, like what we did with the pentatonics. They're all, they're all working the same way. Hey, Steve Stein here from GuitarZoom.com, and thank you so much for listening to this podcast. If you enjoyed this episode, can I ask you a favor? Please subscribe, leave a review, and share it with a friend. Your feedback means more to me than you'll ever know. And be sure to check out my YouTube channels where you'll find over 1,000 videos to help you with your guitar playing. 
Thanks again for listening. Stay positive, keep playing, and keep having fun. If you'd like some help with your guitar playing but you're not sure how to get started, go to guitarzoom.com and look for the Help Me Choose survey. By answering a few simple questions, you'll get Steve's personal recommendation of the perfect course for you. All this and more is available for you at guitarzoom.com.